Ready. Okay, well, let's begun. I can't get I gotta... Oh, baby! <laughs> I've just really struggled opening that can of... We'll talk it's about hard! It it's really not. It's hard when you're a boy and you don't have long, super strong fingernails. Oh, speaking of which, I'm losing my gel manicure one by one. And the nails underneath are brittle! <laughs> <laughs> I feel you've had that design for a while, right? Yeah, since before Thanksgiving. How was how you how have you been? I've been pretty good. We're you got new glasses. S- uh, yeah, I got I got new glasses. They're clear frames. Um, Look good. Thank you. Adam told me. Well, when I went to go buy them a number of weeks ago, when I went to go order them, I went to Warby Parker and I sent Adam two photos of myself wearing two different frames. Both of them were clear, but they just had a different shape. One was purple right one of them was kind of tinted purple it was clear like it was opaque no it was clear but it had a purple tint to it it wasn't super in your face purple it was pretty purple it was not adam you say purple glasses people are going to get an image in their head they were not purple anyway the point is is that i sent him two photos and i said which one do you like better and he chose the ones that I am currently wearing today. And then he revealed to me when I came in this room, he said, oh, those are actually nice. <laughs> and That's I said, true. what? And he said, well, I don't want to tell you, but I didn't think either of them looked good on you. Well, they're just – they're not what I would have chosen. I don't think that's what I said exactly. I think you're twisting my words. That was the gist. They have a purple tint, which means that you would have that's to be like I purple said. person. No. You'd have to only wear purple. You'd have to be one no. of those like old New York ladies. Like who, the like, green lady yeah. that lives in my neighborhood. She wears only green. Everything that she owns is green. She doesn't even like green. <laughs> Do you, they did like a like a four-minute documentary on her. Yeah. There was they're a like, why do, you, why do you wear green? And she's like, I don't know. She started and she couldn't stop. That's compulsive behavior. But I back it. She's old. She can do whatever she wants. Christmas just happened. How was your Christmas? It was... I didn't really do Christmas. My... uh, I went home to see my remaining family members, Mm -hmm. of which there are two left. Cool. I I went home to Montana. I rented Airbnb. You did not stay with your mother. You stayed near your mother. My mom didn't have to clean. Yeah. And it was fine. I saw... What did I see? I saw the new Spider-Man movie. With my mom. She did not pay attention to it. We saw Spider-Man. We saw... What was the other movie we saw? Oh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. How was it? It was, like, the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. In a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I, I know I I use hyperbole, hyperbole a lot. But, but it, it was it was... I would not put myself through that again. I would pay money to not see that movie again. Okay. It was really bad. What about it was so bad? It just it there was it made no sense. It was so stupid. <laughs> what about Jason Momoa? He's great. He's a movie star. I like him. He did improv. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine him? 
I, I, I can. He hosted SN, SNL a couple weeks ago, yeah. and he was, like, a natural. I know, but the, the, it's just... Uh, Which is not the same, but, like, he's very funny. He's got good comedic He's timing. a good actor. Fine, but my point is is that... I can I, see it. I can see it Okay, that he does improv. My point is is that I had only known him as Cal Drogo from Game of Thrones, which just seems like a very inaccessible role or just like that whole show is inaccessible it's on like a whole high level where like these actors are like are they even real people or do they just like go to sleep do they just like back up into a wall at the end of the night and like turn off and wake up again as Cal Drogo the next day I have no idea what that sentence means (laughs) (laughs) just like I couldn't imagine Cal Drogo walking around in present day like it just didn't make any sense and all the people in that show are British so like I assumed he was like you know Austrian, like I figured they pulled him out of some village and threw him in this role where he didn't really have to talk mm-hmm. and then he just had to look huge. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. I, I was also thinking similar to, I don't know his name, uh, but in Game of Thrones, the mountain, he's this Icelandic guy that's mm-hmm. the strongest man in, in the whole world. And he can't, like, act. Like, he's not an actor. He's a strong man first. But they, like, pulled him. They plucked him right out of Iceland. He was like, you're going to be in this because you look and and you are this way. And he was like, okay, doesn't matter. The point is is that I thought that Cal Drogo was plucked out of some place where, no, there was no English, and um, they put him right back when he, they were done with him, because Cal Drogo is short-lived as well. But it turns out that he's American, and he's married to Zoe Kravitz, and he did improv at UCB. Okay, editor's note, he is not married to Zoe Kravitz. He's married to her mother, Lisa Bonet, which is a gross mistake that we made, and we apologize. He is married to Zoe Kravitz. He's great. He's great. Aquaman was terrible. Uh, my Christmas was good. Jason and I did three Christmases. Oof, yeah. I just told Caleb this story at length. He's going to hear it again, but I'm going <clears> to <throat> narrow it. I'm going to concise it down a little bit. Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Okay. I did three Christmases. We did Christmas Eve in Manhattan with Jason's dad and woke up in the morning in Manhattan with Jason's dad and Jason's little 12-year-old sister and did the whole early morning Christmas thing. Then we drove up to Connecticut where my parents are and we did the whole another whole Christmas morning and afternoon thing with my nieces and nephews and brother and sister-in-law and parents. And then we drove 20 minutes in a direction and that's where Jason's mom was. So we, um, so we did like a late night thing. With her. So we hit all the parental units in one day. That sounds like a nightmare. I know. And it, it, it was fine. It was it, it was good. It sounds like a nightmare. It really wasn't that stressful because it was all proximity-wise. Everything was sort of close to, to one another. But I did nap for three hours yesterday. Yesterday being the day after Christmas. Because I was just mentally exhausted and I hate naps. I don't nap. That is a new factoid about you that I never knew. You knew that. I don't know. That nap. you hate naps? Yeah, they make me feel awful. I wake up, I have like a stomach ache. This is depressed. new information. I would not Ugh. forget. I remember everything you tell me. <laughs> I put it away in my little dossier. Oh, Rossi's dossier. Mm. <laughs> it's my Rossier. There you go. Oh, uh, that's better. Is it? None of that was great. <laughs> so, yeah. It's no longer Christmas. It's 2019 right now. It's 2019. How was your New Year's? That is a mystery. Mm. I can't even begin to Me either. To predict. It was just so... Do you have any plans? Yeah, I'm going to the Hamptons. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Paloma. You're drinking Paloma. I'm drinking craft cider, 
wild yeast fermented sour cider. Do you want to hear the key ingredients? It's a very beautiful can. It is a very beautiful can. The ingredients are uh, New York apples. That's it? That's what it says. It says ingredients, New York apples, unpasteurized, zero sugar, no sulfites added, 7% alcohol. That's some toilet wine right there. They it's, just put it in a plastic bag and put it in the in the toilet. toilet. Wine. And then at the bottom it says hashtag future cider. Ugh. Yeah. I like it less now. That's but it is a very pretty can. It's called Farm Floor, F-L-O-R. I'm tart, a, I'm tart and earthy. Real sucker for a beautiful can. I have an actual appointment tomorrow to see an, an apartment in <gasps> Brooklyn. Where? Oh God. In Brooklyn. I'm only looking I'm only looking in I know, but Brooklyn is huge. I hope we don't have any uh, New York brokers listening to this podcast, but you're you are all, all awful. Oh yeah, brokers are terrible. I it's happened about six times now where I see an apartment I like, I contact the person who's the broker, and they're like, "Um, that it actually isn't available, but I have these five other yeah. apartments that I can show you." Yeah, that's a classic. Mm-hmm. That's some classic bullshit. The broker's fee is outrageous. It's 15% of a year's rent. Yeah, which is outrageous. Yeah. And 15% is 15% is a standard now. Didn't used to be, but it keeps creeping. It's crazy. And I remember when I was in Portland, because, like, brokers don't exist outside of New York. Is that a fact? Uh, no. I don't want to talk so confidently about an industry that I don't have a full understanding of. But what I know is that I find these listings on StreetEasy or whatever – and I express interest in an apartment, and I just contact the broker, and all the broker does is let me in. They just the, unlock and, the door, yeah, yeah. they unlock the door, and then they're like, uh, $5,000, please. <laughs> Give me my money. Give me my money. Oh, let's start. What is our topic, and why is this our topic? Our topic <clears throat> is con. Why? Because. What are we doing in a couple days? Are you ready? <laughs> Adam and I are going to – first and foremost, I am going and Adam is coming with me uh-huh. to Arizona Comic Con? No, that's not what it's called. It's called Ace Comic Con. Ace. What does that stand for? Arizona something? No, because they have they have cons in other cities too, I think. I think Ace is the company. We're going to Comic Con in Arizona. We're going to Glendale, Arizona. Adam is going to have a booth? Yeah, so the people who were in Ace Comic Con contacted me, and they're like, do you want to come to that? And so I said yes. And so they're flying me out there, and I'm going to have a booth. I'm going to do a panel. What is your panel called? I think it's probably going to be something like Adam Ellis talks about making comics for the internet. I do not expect anyone to come to this panel. This, I know you got to say it. I, I don't know what it's like in Glendale, Arizona. I don't know what the turnout is going to be for this convention in the whole. I blindly agreed to this. I think I, I don't remember the circumstances. I tried to dissuade I, you. You really from did. This. You really did. Well, I think yeah. You said that you were going to this Arizona Comic Con, and I was in like a mood, and I was <laughs> like, I want to go to that. Uh huh. And you were like. You really shouldn't. Like, it's not going to be fun. Like, you're going to have to – if you come, you're going to have to work. Like, you're going to have to be my merch girl. And I was like, that sounds great. Count it's Yeah, you're going to be working retail for three full days. <laughs> full work days. Like, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Like, longer than a work day. Yeah, it'll – yeah. And I have some regrets, but I mostly <laughs> am still excited. Yeah, she was like, what are we going to do, like, when we're not at the con? Should we go to Grand Canyon? I'm like <laughs> – 
We are not going to have time to do anything. We are going to be sharing a hotel room. We could do. You are going to be working. You're going to be swiping credit cards. You're going to be making change. This is. You're going to be taking photos of me and my fans. Oh my god, this is going to be. It's going to be awful and terrible. And if I'm thirsty, you're going to have to go get me water because I can't leave the booth. That I don't like at all. That I don't like. I'll do everything else. You have, a, you have a job to you. do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be your server. So how do you think we're gonna eat lunch? Someone has to be at the booth, and it's gonna have to be me. Well, how would you have gotten? How would you have done any of this stuff? Because before I volunteered to come, you were gonna go by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So how is any of that gonna get done? Well, I would have closed down the booth for 20 minutes to go get lunch. But now that you're there, well, maybe we should just do that anyway. <laughs> now that you're there, and we can go get Chipotle together. I mean, I can refund your ticket. <laughs> I can bring someone who's. Actually, my friend. You can't refund my ticket. That's not how plane tickets work. Mm-hmm. I know how plane tickets work. I know how to get a refund. I got that insurance. Well, you tell us. I know how to Photoshop a death certificate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. I'm excited. I know that you are. You're saying all these things um, to prepare me because, the, first of all, they're true, and second of all, you just don't want me to go into something thinking that it's going to be one way and then it's another way that's not good. But I am mentally and physically prepared for it to be monotonous Mm -hmm. and grueling and boring and I'm going to have to do things for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're going to have to do things for me. I Um, bought us matching fanny packs, though. That's fun. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be cool. It's Ace Comic Con. It's in Arizona. Come see us. I mean... You have to sort of already be going, but we will be there. <laughs> so you want to get into it? Yeah. So our topic is con because we're going to – because I just wanted to talk about the convention. Mm-hmm. And it's also nice to set little deadlines for you. It is nice. Yeah. Because otherwise it doesn't get done. Right. Okay. I'll go first because I have more questions yes. than you do. Yes. Okay. First question. I want to know, as a kid, were you ever able to con an adult? Yes. I thought about this. I'm glad I'm glad the answer is yes, because that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, con is a strong word. I have a few anecdotes that are kind of all over the spectrum here. Yeah, I mean, it's interpreted how you yeah. need to. So, yeah, the, the first thing that came to mind that immediately came to mind is something that I think about a lot about what I did. Uh-huh. It's really not that big a deal, but I think about it a lot because I don't know why I did it. So when I was like 10, I did – Competitive gymnastics, and so I was. <laughs> we know. <laughs> my point is, is that I was at practice like three times a week, and it was I my my gymnastics friends were like my close friends because they were my I spent a lot of time with them. So my mom became friends with one of my friends' moms, and then we would carpool and they would trade off and blah blah. blah. And I would have playdates with uh, my friend Alexi, and we fell in love with this movie. You probably know it's Joe's Apartment. Yes. It's a movie from the <laughs> 90s about, about like, singing cockroaches. Like, yeah. um, who's the uh, – O'Connell? MT, Jerry was, O'Connell? I think so. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell moves to New York City and he moves into an apartment that's infested with cockroaches and the cockroaches talk and sing. They're like stop motion. It was MTV's first movie ever. Yeah, yeah. And we loved it. We loved this movie. Alexi and I did not own this movie. We rented it. And we were dying to own it because we, our, we had to keep getting our moms to rent it for us. And they, you know, renting is dumb. You should always own if you can. Mm-hmm. That's just a good investment. So VHS movies were too expensive back then. Yeah, yeah. But the, the amount of times that we rented it, 
our moms were like, yeah. we can't keep doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> You gotta stop. <laughs> so our respective mothers looked everywhere for a copy of this VHS and could not find it anywhere. It was like this weird thing, this weird running thing with with our with our moms where they were like we can't we just can't find it. I mean, how would you buy a VHS in 1996? I, like, where would you Walmart, go? Walmart, you know, like Target, uh, Caldor, Kohl's, all the, like Kohl's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is it? FYI. Um, FYE. FYE. <laughs> <laughs> FYE. FYI, I heard too. There was Tower Records. Okay, we don't. <laughs> I get it. There you know some stores. <laughs> stores in the nineties. Tower Records okay. not around anymore. Okay, we can't talk about that because that is one of my answers. What? Just really? Yeah, you'll get. You'll. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay, so they couldn't find this movie anywhere. Then one day, I'm carpooling with Alexi and Alexi's mother, who's driving us to gymnastics practice, and. <laughs> Lexi's mom was like, I, I can't find this movie anywhere, guys. And I said, I don't know why, but I said, oh, we bought it. My mom bought it for me. She bought it at Blockbuster. And Alexi's mom was like, really? Like, I checked with Blockbuster a while ago, and, and they didn't have it. And I was like, well, we bought it from Blockbuster. <laughs> it was just like a total lie. Like, it was just a lie for lying's sake. And I don't know if that was, like, a phase that lasted, like – a day where I just had like a pathological liar phase. I don't remember ever doing that ever again. But in that moment, I was like, "Yeah, we we got we, we have it. I have it." And my mom bought it at Blockbuster. No, I mean, that's a thing. That's like kids it, go through like a storytelling yeah. phase where they sort of like it was just push the boundaries of. It was just such a lie, and it, for to no gain. Like there was no, there was nothing for me to gain from that lie. Mm-hmm. So I told her that, and she was like, "Oh, okay." Um, and then cut to like a week later when she's driving us again to gymnastics practice. And she was like, I called Blockbuster and I said, I know that my friend <laughs> bought this movie for her daughter here. Like, I know that you have it. Give it to me. And they were like, we don't sell it. And she was like, I know that we have it. And then I told her that I lied. And she was like, why did you do that? And I said, I don't know. So is that a con? Not really, but no, that's a con. It was a, it was a, it was a short con. Yeah, but the, the, I think the the implication with the con is that you you stand to gain something. Like you you pull a con so that you can you know you get money in the end. Sometimes or it's you want. just you're just chaotic, chaotic and you just want to see what see what you can get away with. Yeah, but no, like kids do that. I remember when I was probably around the same age. I was in a van with my next door neighbor Nick and his mom. And we were talking about we were t- they had just gotten a new dog and I had a dog and I was like I just was I made up a lie I was like there's an ice cream shop down the street that only sells ice cream for dogs <laughs> <laughs> and my Nick's mom was like that is not true you are making that up and I was like I don't know what to tell you <laughs> well that's the thing the thing that that keeps me thinking about it is that Alexi's mom <clears throat> believed me. And then yelled at a retail worker about it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So I have some guilt about that because it's just everybody involved. I wronged. On that same note, when I was probably like eight, I told my stepdad's friend that I was starting a business where I would cut earthworms in half because I knew that like if you cut them in half, they grow back. Mm-hmm. So I told him that like I had one earthworm and I cut it in half. And then it turned into two, and I was just going to keep doing that. 
and like sell infinite earthworms. And he was like, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's the end of the story. That's the end of the okay, story. Cool. cool, cool, cool. Only the half that has the heart grows back, but I didn't know that at oh. the time. Oh, so it's like cutting off a lizard's tail. Mm-hmm. Like the tail that you yeah, cut the off tail. doesn't turn It'll into It'll grow a new tail, lizard. but the tail won't grow into a new lizard. <laughs> um, okay, I have, I have more. Okay. So uh, w- this is more of a con. Okay. This is a true scheme. It's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty low key scheme that doesn't take a lot of effort or thought, but it was a scheme. When I used to, when I was a kid, like a like a true kid, when I was like six or seven, my uh, I would go grocery shopping with my mom, and while she was grocery shopping, I would hang out by the by like the what are those called the the toys the quarter toy machines. You put a quarter in, you get like a little ball. Um, that has toy in it. I know the word, but I I want why you know, you, I want why would you do this? What do you think that word is? Toy machine. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Just tell me what it is. Well, I was gonna say vending machine, but that's not what it's it not is. Not a vending machine. So now neither you of dick? us know. Now neither of that's us know. A, okay, it doesn't matter. There, there might not be like a like a like one word for it. There's it's, gotta be. It's the toys. You know what it yeah. is. You put a quarter in, you twist the thing. It's a, it's and a, a bubble. Ball, it's a bubble full of candy. And then a bubble comes out and it has like a <laughs> sticky arm in it or, yeah. or like a, a shitty ring. Or like 10 dirty runts. You could put <laughs> <laughs> loose yeah. runts. Not even in a ball. Those are gross. When <laughs> yeah. like the Reese's pieces just come flying out loose of mm-hmm. a dentist off. Not dentist. Dentist would never do that. You know. I would do that if car I was wash. a dentist. Car wash. So I would linger around those machines. There would be like a, two rows of them. There would be like ten machines there, and I just kind of like walk around, and I like bat my little doe eyes, <laughs> and I, I would walk around and, like, like cross my arms, like look longingly, <laughs> and I would like lure people, adult people, who would like see me like wistfully looking at these. Toys, like I'm just a little kid, and all I want is a little toy. But I clearly don't have a quarter, uh, <laughs> and it worked about like thirty percent of the time. Where wow. I-, I would be standing there, and an adult would come by and kind of like stand next to me for a little bit and kind of like side eye me, and then uh, take a quarter out of their pocket and just place it on one of the machines and walk away. So like it was their way. It's like. They think they're, like, making my whole day, but I just pull this trick for hours. Not hours. You know, the hour <laughs> that we're there. That was my con. I would just look really cute and That's really sad. That's a true con. Yeah. And you didn't get kidnapped even once? Because <laughs> you're just waiting at the, at the exit uh-huh. for strangers. Yeah, and I've demonstrated that Try and I... Try look as cute as possible. I've demonstrated... That I am easily wooed by material objects. Just like a child gymnast waiting unattended. Did I t- do we talk about that? I was competitive. What if gym. you were kidnapped? What if I was? But like what if you were and your parents aren't your parents? Oh. I guess I didn't think of like, that. Like what if your mother could never have kids and she just saw you? Well, I mean your mother who you think is your mother. Right. And she saw you and she took an opportunity. Well, I think and it, it only cost a quarter. It worked. <laughs> it all worked out in the end. I had a pretty good childhood. It was perfectly fine. Um, my last one is that I, I wasn't. I wasn't a kid. I was. I was in high school. I was a senior in high school. But um, and this isn't really a con. But I didn't correct my English teacher when she gave me a twenty-five out of zero for like an extra <laughs> credit assignment. 
<laughs> like I went to Ridgefield and watched Jhumpa Lahiri give a reading, and then I came back. It, th- that was the whole extra credit. Like I, I went to the reading and I came back and showed my ticket stub, um, and she gave me twenty five points out of zero, which I don't know if that. Can you explain how that works? Yeah. So like, if you. I won't be able to explain it, all the math behind it, but if you – the idea with, like, a quiz, any given quiz, you get, like, a 25 out of 25, right? So it's, like, you get 100%. But if you do 25 out of zero, which she thought made sense because it was a an extra credit assignment, it was not out of 25 because it wasn't a real grade, it was out of zero because it's all bonus. So it was 25 out of zero, and the way that that works out is that you just get, like – that's like such an, an incredible boost in your grade if you give somebody a 25 out of zero. So I ended up getting like 110% that semester just because of that one <clears throat> extra credit, just because I went and watched Jhumpa Lahiri read. It sounds like it was all cumulative. Like she, like everybody is out of however many points for the whole year. Like you get like 300 points for the year. Hold on, hold on. This makes total sense. Hold on, me. hold on. Caleb, can I make outgoing phone calls in here? <laughs> call your teacher? No. I'm going to call Colin because he... Sounds like you conned yourself no, yet I again. Didn't. You don't know what you're talking about. Colin is going to be able to explain this so much better. Okay, the number is... Oh, God. Oh. Beep, boop, bop, beep, boop. Beep, boop, bop, beep, boop. Oh, that was so beautiful. Uh-huh. Colin's a doctor, so... I don't know if he'll pick up. Do not cut any of this out. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Colin. It's Kristen. And hey. Adam. And Adam. Hold on. Just hold on. Oh. I, I don't know this number. Yeah. Is it Adam's number? No, no. This is a, we're, ca- we're calling you on Skype because we're actually podcasting right now, and I have a question for you. Oh. Are you busy? Okay. Uh, nope. Okay, cool. Okay, so I do you do you remember in uh, senior year of high school when we went to that Jhumpa Lahiri reading and um, Mrs. Whatever gave us a twenty five out of zero for that extra credit mm-hmm. assignment and we all did we all got like a hundred and five percent that semester. Mm-hmm, I do. You, me, and John Bud. Um, <laughs> uh, can you explain to Adam, because I could not explain why um, a 25 out of zero is like an insane thing to do as a teacher. Well, I mean, I can't remember what the total denominator was from all the other stuff we did that semester or quarter or whatever. But, I mean, if you give someone a 25 out of 25, which would have been a sensible thing to do, which mm-hmm. is just getting like 100 on one more assignment, that will bring your average up a little bit, you know, weighted with all the other assignments you've done. Mm-hmm. Giving 25 at a zero is like, I mean, if the denominator is like 100 and you ended up with a 75 at a zero, which would be a C, getting 25 at a zero would bring you up to 100%, so an A+, plus, mm-hmm. which is a huge jump. Yeah, But that would mean um, you only had like four quizzes the entire year. Well, I don't know what the to- what the actual denominator she used was, but like... It seems like know, it would have been, been like 400. Like, well, no, his, yeah. his point is, is yeah. that, like, yeah, but adding 25 points to a denominator is crazy. Yeah, it was like one assignment would be, like, five points for your total quarter that, you know, for your total right. grade that quarter or that that semester. Right, so getting so, the 25 out of zero meant that if you, like, theoretically, if you had, like, an 85 average, that quiz alone would have brought you up to a 90. Uh, Yeah, 
we like we actually tried to convince her a little bit. We were like, "Do you yeah. understand what you're doing?" And yeah. she was like, "Yeah, this makes sense." And we were like, oh, "Okay, okay, just want to make sure you understand what you're doing." Yeah, and we fucking nailed that semester. Colin speaks um, fluent French. Oh, me too. Shut je up. je m'appelle yeah. uh, poulet. Oh, my name is Chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> my name is a chicken. <laughs> Yeah, I call I call myself a chicken. That's beautiful That's poetry. That's beautiful poetry. I mean, that is a, that is a nice that is that is poetry. Mm-hmm. I call myself a chicken. <laughs> okay. Before you can. All right, that's enough. Colin, thank you so much for clearing that up for Adam. I think he totally yeah. understands now, and he's gonna when we hang up, he's definitely gonna tell me that I was right and he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I hope that helped somewhat. It did. Thank you very much. Right, um, have fun if you're doing doctor or later. Uh, I will. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay. Goodbye. Bye bye bye. If I had known that we could be making Skype calls this whole time, <laughs> that was our first guest. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> do you have any more stories? Because we're no. an hour into this. And That's it. That's all. We I got. are point five. We are fifty percent through the first question. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, as a kid, were you ever able to con an adult? Yes, and I have no phone calls to make, so this will go a little bit quicker. Okay. So the only real con that I made as a kid, I have three. The real con that I made, this was like third or fourth grade, so like 1995, maybe? Point is that the internet was like a new thing. Like most people didn't have the internet. A lot of people didn't even have computers yet. Mm Mm-hmm. But my mom had the internet because she worked at a college, and so I would go up there and, like, look at the internet, which was, like, five web pages. Whoa. And whenever there was a new web page, like, there was some sort of web portal that had, like, web pages. Was it, like, AOL? It wasn't even AOL. It was, like... I remember using that. Like, the kid kid sign-in for AOL. No, it it was before that. It was, like... It was probably, like, Yahoo or something, but, like, the very early version. So it's, like, I don't even think I could search for something. I'd have to, like, click... And it'd be like, oh, there's a new web page. I'm going to look at it. Oh, this yeah. is somebody is just – it's writing a dissertation about, like, fairies. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Ireland. like a browser situation. You just yeah. took what you could get. Yeah. And so, like, I would go up there and I would, like – like, I remember there was one – there was, like, a web page of just, like, somebody had scanned the manual for Street Fighter 2. And so I printed off the whole manual and I just, like, I looked at it. I just, like, read that and it was, like, a prized possession. But <laughs> – so there was a there was a thing in my school where if you wrote a short story, I think I've told you this before. If you wrote a short story and you gave it to the principal, he would give you like an eraser that was shaped like an animal. Oh my! From God. his desk. You're kidding. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like that was a big deal for like a third grader. Sure. Can an eraser shaped yeah, like an animal? Absolutely. I found some sort of teacher portal on the internet. Oh. You were a little hack source. Yeah, I was a I was a hacker, <laughs> and I found this teacher portal where where like teachers had posted essays and short stories from students, and so I would just print them off. And every day for like three weeks, I would give the principal a new short story mm. that I said I had written. And this was before any teacher was even considering the idea of. Students plagiarizing from the internet. Oh, yeah. There especially was, a, a third grader. There was absolutely no way to check. I had just, like, stumbled a, upon this. Like, But, okay, so were these stories – like, a third grader 
that's not a super advanced writing level. So, like, what kind of stories? I was like third or fourth, but like they were, they were not advanced stories. Like some of them were like a page. But were they written? I feel like if you read something that is beyond the ability of a third or fourth grader, it would be very apparent. You know, like. Well, that's how. That's why my con didn't last for very long. Mm. A, he ran out of erasers. Oh no! You you got them all. I got them all. <laughs> he started giving me doubles, and I like pushed it a little too far. I'm like, I already have a lion. <laughs> what else he got? And he eventually caught on. Like he obviously was not reading these stories. Oh, he was a principal. He was busy. Oh, but I had a good game going for a while. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you got you co- you collected them all. I did collect them all. All the collectibles. So in the end, I feel like it was probably a success. Yeah. By the way, Colin just texted me and said, hope that made sense. I had literally just smoked weed when you called. <laughs> <laughs> he did. You know what? He he sounded different. He sounded more focused in that like specific <laughs> way where you're like – Like I remember when I was in college once and I was super drunk at a party and my mom called and I was like, oh. And then I had to like put on yeah. – the voice mm-hmm. and she's like where are you are you at a concert <laughs> i was like no i'm just i'm at a friend's house i'm with my dear friends yeah. samantha <clears throat> and miranda mm-hmm. this is i wrote this down without realizing that it wasn't an adult i was conning another child but that's fine this is weird because it's sort of prescient you know i used to go to drama camp right i don't think i knew that about you i think you did for like three years i went to drama camp i feel like that's new information that's not new information one year at drama camp, I had a friend named Alex, boy and girl. we a boy, and we both really liked Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I did that thing where I just like made shit up because I wanted like attention. I just wanted him to like me more. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about Super Mario, and I was like, "Have you found all the moons? There are mm-hmm. secret moons because you can get like the stars that make you invincible." Yeah. And I was like, "There are. There's a moon in every level." And if you find the if you find the moon, like you stay invincible for the whole game. Is that true? Of course not. Oh, that was bullshit. Did you make that up with the moons? I made that up with the moons, and then because now there are moons. Did I not say it was prescient? Sorry. <laughs> I'm not totally sure Because I didn't. I didn't know what that word meant until like two years ago. It means like you can see the future. Okay. Like The Handmaid's Tale is prescient. So there's like there are secret moons that you can find. Drama cam ended. A full calendar year later, we came back, and he's like, you fucking bullshitted me, didn't you? And I was like, what are you talking about? I haven't even spoken to you in a year. And he was like, I spent months looking for moons. There are no moons in that game. And I was like, oh, I was just joking. Because I had been, I had obviously been caught in a lie. I think that you could have kept it up. I, you I, felt, been like, I felt I, bad, though. Like, like, you don't have... Nintendo at drama camp, so it's not like you could be like, "Come on, I'll show you how to find the moons." You just were like, "Well, you're just not you're not doing it right. Try again." But I felt guilty because he had wasted a lot of time looking for moons. You can't have emotions if you're a con man. Yeah. And it, what else? There. What was the last one? The last one. This is so stupid. I had a friend for like just a summer because my my grandparents had a ranch. There were only like four kids in the countryside, so you just had to be friends with each other. And so I had this friend named Joey for a while, for like literally like maybe a couple weeks. And I had a sleepover at his house and he had a babysitter. And like I wasn't getting enough attention that night. And so she put us she put us to bed and we were like sleeping in sleeping bags because it was, you know, that's what you do. 
and I wasn't I wasn't tired and I wasn't getting enough attention. So I got up and I said that I I had a I had a disease where I had to dance in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh my god. Which was not a, she did not believe me. <laughs> I mean, of course she didn't believe me, but she was like, "Okay, just like do whatever you need to do. Were, I don't fucking care." Oh my god. You were such an insufferable kid. Oh, I, I guess. was I was a horrible kid. I can't watch home movies of myself as a kid because it's too embarrassing. <laughs> so I was like, I just, I have this disease where I like have to dance in the middle of the night or I can't go back to sleep. It's and she a was, disease. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's super rare. You wouldn't get it. Autoimmune. <laughs> the gag is that I actually have restless leg syndrome now as an adult. That's what you get. So I con myself. as an, <laughs> I did con an adult and I'm the adult. Is that it? Um. Yeah, that's it. Okay. It's my turn. Yeah, no, I'm sad. Why? Just thinking about how terrible I was as a kid. I Listen, I was awful too, and nothing I did was good. Like, I thought everything I did was so good. I had a newsletter in ninth grade <laughs> called The Daily Shibby. I, we've talked I about I know this. we've talked yeah. about it, but it's like I was I was 14. Like, that's inexcusable. I should be more, like, self-aware that's even a, at that's that That's not age. really a kid, though. Like, I'm talking about, like... No, I know, but when you're a kid kid, everything is forgivable. Like, you were dramatic and annoying, but you were a child. I'm thinking about the dramatic and annoying things that I did as, like, a teen, and you it's unacceptable. You haven't seen my home movies of me as a six-year-old. Okay. It is not forgivable. Okay. You ready for the next question? Yeah. The, your first question? My first question. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's my question. In an alternate reality, you are the world's most prolific con artist. You specialize in the long con. Give me a run-through of your greatest con. Okay, well, here's the thing. What? Are you ready for this? Yeah. I actually am <gasps> the world's most in prolific con artist. In this reality? In this reality, and I'm ready to come clean. Okay. About my cons. Let's my hear greatest it. cons. And I'm going to tell you about my next con. Wow. I'm going to give you a sneak preview. Seems like this is a lot of information I'm about to get. It's not too much. Okay. It's not too much. <clears throat> Start it up. Okay. My first... Huge successful con was that I created Beanie Babies. Oh, because this was yeah, this was before like like BuzzFeed cute animal lists, uh-huh. and I knew, I just I knew that people needed an outlet for like cute animals, and so I created Beanie Babies, and I convinced them that they were a good investment. Mm-hmm. You did a good job. I said that they were rare. If you tell people that something is rare, they want it. Yeah, they're collectibles, and all that money went to me. They'll appreciate. Mm-hmm. So that was a scam from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I created Bitcoin. Okay, these are not long cons, but... That was a pretty... How how long do you think a long con is supposed to be? The idea with a long con is that you commit yourself to it for the long haul. You don't just, like, invent a new toy and convince people that it's worth money and then get your money and get out. Bitcoin has been around for, like, three years. <laughs> okay, but starting, like, a like a fraud company or like overvaluing something and convincing people that it's worth that value. I would not describe that as a long con, but to each. To each their own. I am Mr. Bitcoin. You invented Bitcoin. I invented Bitcoin. That's it? Yeah. Well, I mean, what else do you have to do for Bitcoin? Well, you I don't just know. You create it and then the finance bros take it from there. Yeah, but it's like, it's not, they're not worth anything anymore. What That's did you... why it's a con. Um... So do you want to know my next con? Yeah, what's my your con next to con? end all cons, mm-hmm. so that you know that the world is ending eventually, sooner than you think. 
Probably not in our lifetime. Mm, it's hard to predict. You know that Yellowstone is a super volcano, right? And it's overdue to explode. Yellowstone is? Mm-hmm. It's a super volcano. The okay. whole park is a super volcano. Yeah? Uh-huh. Okay. That's the thing that I read. It's a volcano? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Shouldn't you be more worried about, like, the inevitable earthquake that's going to tear the west side of this country apart? Sure, that's another That's another thing. It's not going to be the end of the world, though. What is your point? My point is that, I mean, if we're, so I guess we're on super volcanoes now. Yellowstone <laughs> is a super volcano. It's, it's huge. Okay, what is your point? When it erupts, it's going to decimate North America. The whole thing? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's enormous. Okay. When it explodes, it's going to decimate North America. <laughs> it's going to send up so much ash into the sky. It's going to go all the way down. It's going to send up so much ash into the sky that it's going to block the sun and thrust the entire world it's into thrust. a new ice age. <sighs> okay. Okay, are we on the same page? What is your point, please? The point is, I'm going to, since I'm so prolific... From all my Beanie Babies and Bitcoin money, I am going to start accepting money from all the billionaires for luxury condos in my space station. What? I don't I, – how do I make that more clear? It's, how is that a con? Do you, you don't understand what a con is. You're misleading people. You have to mislead people for your gain, for your personal gain. You have to, like, play into their emotions and, like... Can I finish? Because there is no space station. Oh. I haven't built a fucking space station. Okay. So I take all their money. Okay. From the billionaires. And I use that money to build a space station. <laughs> but it's not luxury condos. It's affordable housing for everybody except the billionaires. Oh, eat the rich. Right? We well, we don't eat them because we have, like, we have... We like grow our own food on the on the space the station. Volcano eat them. But I do set aside a portion of the money so that when all of the so when everybody except for the billionaires have their affordable housing in the space station, we do get to watch all the billionaires die on the planet. Oh my god. It's pretty dark. Is it? I don't know if I would watch them die. Mm. Like I don't know if I would take pleasure in that. But I see what you're saying. You wouldn't you wouldn't watch Elon Musk get his face melted off. I mean, it's there. It's You can watch the reruns if you want to. You don't have to watch it live. Oh, cool. Okay. I'll just stream it later. Anyway, that's my that's my, that's my my long con. Okay. You want to hear my long con? Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is really stupid, and it really didn't come together. I was writing it. <laughs> okay, for how much you criticized <laughs> my rock-solid long cons... Here's what happened. Um, I started writing it, and I really thought that it was gonna, it was good, and that I was gonna end up great. And I, as I was writing it, I was like, writing it as I went. I was like, this is gonna, the the end of this is gonna be good. I don't know what it is yet, but it's gonna be good. Okay. I can feel it. Well, I will treat you so much better than you treated me. <laughs> My point is, is that it did not end great, but I had already written so much. So here it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my greatest con, my greatest long con, because I'm a prolific con artist. So I moved to an affluent town, uh, and I immediately go to the local hospital and hang around the maternity ward mm -hmm. until a baby with 
Needs a quarter for a toy machine? No. <laughs> I, I wait for the right baby to come along. Can't, like, really explain why this baby is the right baby. Like, I just don't know. I just got to feel it. Mm-hmm. Wait for the right baby to come around. Um, and once I've made my pick, that's when the con begins. <laughs> so from the day that that baby is born, um, I arrange to be seen by that child every day of its life, one way or another. Once throughout the day, they will see my face. Um, I'm never the same person. I never address <laughs> them. It's like disguises. Yeah. I have okay. a lot of wigs. Um, one time I was a garbage lady. One time I was a barista. Um, one time I was just in the same waiting room as the kid in the doctor's office. I, a lot of times I'm just like a face in the crowd, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like I'm not somebody significant. I don't ever communicate with them. I just kind of like there's my face and they see it and they internalize it. And this is every day for their whole life. Um, I never acknowledge the child, but as she grows older, she starts to notice that my face is extremely familiar and can't really place why. As time goes on and the girl continues to age, I use every tool available to me to track her online behaviors. <laughs> I secretly follow her on every platform. I know her entire browser search history. Um, I somehow got access to her calendar, and I'm privy to every online purchase that she's made. At first, she was put off by seeing my face every day because she started to notice that she's seeing this like same woman's face every day. <laughs> she was put off by it. And she's like, what the heck? But I knew going into this that her apprehension... Uh, would eventually turn into familial comfort. She started to search for me, especially in moments of high stress, and I continued to be a reliable constant in her chaotic life. Though we never verbally communicated, she started to look to me for guidance as she entered the next phase of my con. She had decided on her own that I was her guardian angel. (laughs) Because of my various sneaky connections to her private life, I always knew what decision she was grappling with, when she'd look to me for guidance. Without betraying my station, I'd subtly nod or shake my head, or I'd mouth a one-word answer, and she'd always take my decision as gospel. Around her 33rd birthday... (laughs) (laughs) That's how old Jesus was when he died. Oh, that's a good point. Around her 33rd birthday is when I'd start the next phase of my con. At this point, I've been responsible for basically all of her life decisions. I'm basically controlling her every move. She's married to a nice boy from Ohio, and they're starting to think about trying for a baby. The day that, you know, she's, like, you know, thinking about, seriously about whether it's time to start trying for a child, uh, that's the day that I disappear, which is the day that she needs help with one of the most significant decisions of her life. So she freaks out, because I've been there every day of her life up to this point. And she's, like, totally inconsolable. While all of this has been happening, I've been climbing the ladder at a big-time production company. (laughs) (laughs) I've produced many films, all to great acclaim. You've somehow hidden your face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a producer. I'm behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I don't act. I'm not in front of the camera. I'm behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Only people in the industry know me. Certainly not this girl that I've been conning. (sighs) Meanwhile, the girl has a master's in creative writing from Oberlin. So after I abandon her, she has, like, a bout of depression, and she's unable to make even the simplest of decisions on her own. Once she kind of, like, comes back from that, she starts to write her story. And meanwhile, like, I'm the one that 
pushed her to go to Oberlin and to get a master's mm-hmm. in creative writing. You mouthed Oberlin to her yeah. as you were a garbage lady and yes, you passed she by got her street. A, accepted to a number of programs and I mouthed Oberlin. Mm-hmm. Also, you were her mailman. And you only the only letter that you let her receive was from Oberlin. Well, no, that's not true. Okay, no, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the first rule of improv. <laughs> I can only do, I can't be her mailman more than once because then she'd just be like, "Oh, this is just my mailman." That's why I see her every day. Your mail, yeah, you're only her mailman on uh, college acceptance day. <laughs> yeah, I did it once, and it was that day. Yeah. How about that? Yes, and. Yes, and it was only mm-hmm. on the day that she received her there you go. Uh, master's acceptance letters. So after this bout of depression and, uh, you know, she comes back from it and she starts to write her story. I'm obviously featured prominently in the story. The story is all about me. It's fully about me. Right, because you've destroyed her psyche from day one. Absolutely. This is so much darker than Melting Billionaires. Please. She publishes the novel, which is a Ramona Clef. Let's be real. It's not an autobiography. It's fiction, uh, but it's Ramona. Ramona Clef is my favorite author. Mm. Nom de She's plume. My favorite drag queen. <laughs> she publishes the novel, and um, it instantly becomes a bestseller. Obviously, because it's such a compelling story. Mm-hmm. It's like this woman sees the same woman every day for her entire life and starts to rely on her, and then she disappears. That's compelling. So once the book is written, I convince my production company to buy the rights to this book, and I, of course, am given the green light. Immediately. Um, And then I get to cast Emma Thompson as me, which has always been a dream of mine. She will be probably 40 years dead at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But true, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That's neither here nor there. But that was the whole con. I just wanted Emma Thompson to play me in a movie. And for me to be portrayed in a movie as like, you know, this mythical, all-knowing being. Played by Emma Thompson. Yeah, ideally. If not Emma Thompson, Natalie Portman. That makes more sense. <laughs> it has to be somebody who's your age now. Emma Thompson will be dead. <laughs> that is why this con doesn't work, because Emma Thompson will be dead. I don't want to think about that. I mean, it's I mean, it's going to be Ellen Page. I would love for Ellen Page to play me. These were really strong ciders. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> They were like 7%. It's pretty strong. Yeah. Also, I only had a Panera salad for lunch. Yeah, I was in such a rush. Did I mention? All I had was three hard-boiled eggs. Please ask your question. I want to know what is your favorite reality show controversy? Because <laughs> con. Because controversy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So reality show controversy, I, I took this in in two different ways. So, like, there are reality show controversies where the controversy is happening outside of the reality show. So it's like yeah. that Megan wants a millionaire, like that spinoff of Rock of Love. Ooh, where and like, it got canceled because got canceled the guy the kills his girlfriend and the only way that they can identify her body is because of the breast implant ID number. Because uh, <laughs> he took out her teeth! <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a controversy. For absolute sure. Was it, con- was it controversial? Were there supporters? <laughs> Well, I mean, that was the craziest thing that has ever happened in the world. No, I know, and we do not talk about it enough. Nobody talks about it. So that's like that's there's the controversies that happen 
in the real world outside of the reality TV show. And then there's like, you know, the things that happen the, on the, the feud show, yeah. between like Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles on Drag Race. Like yeah. the I I didn't really know how to interpret it, so I just um any way you want. Okay. This is really good. You should try this. I know you don't like beer, but you should try that. This is a beer. Mm. Yeah, it's like a lager. Yeah, it's a beer. I don't like it. You don't like it? No. I like it. It's got a nice aftertaste, like toffee. I don't. Um, I wish that I was into beer. I respect people that are into beer. Um, I don't like beer. So, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. Out of the way. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna get this out of the way real quick because we've talked about it at length before. We've actually played it on this very show. Um, the, the audio of it, but the, it, the Nick Carter, of, of course, yeah, the Nick Carter, Aaron Carter fight in House of Carters where they're fighting over. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. How well, Nick he's dated making too her much noise. Aaron, that's well, how it first Aaron's, but that's just the straw that breaks the camel's back, and then all the emotions come out because it was never really about the noise. Mm-hmm. So they fight and blah blah blah, and then they scream at each other, and it gets really dramatic, and then they both take a Xanax and they make up. <laughs> so that's one of my favorites because it's just off the rails. Another one that I really like. That I again, I don't know if this is a controversy. It's just like it's something that happened in a reality show that I'm obsessed with. Yeah, we're not. Nobody's gonna poke holes in your answers. Okay, we're is a safe space, and we love you. Okay. Uh, so Terrace House, mm-hmm. which I just started watching, and that Adam has seen. Least controversial show yeah. in the world. It is as a friend. So when anything happens to me, it's polite real world. Can I guess? Is it the omelet? The omelet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. No, I don't know what that is. I'm not too far into it, so I don't know everything yet. But it is a very interesting show. Again, it's called Terrace House. It's on Netflix. <laughs> and I don't think everybody knows about it yet. It's definitely blown up lately. <clears throat> but, you know, it's it's a little difficult because it it has subtitles, so you really have to pay attention. You can't just put it on the background. And but- it's a reality show, so it's like – it's mostly just people sitting on couches talking yeah. to each other. Yeah. And, you have to pay attention. And it is – they are – so the premise is that it's six um, young people in a house in um, in the season that I'm watching. It's in Tokyo, Japan. And um, they just live in that house together and – which sounds like real world and it is kind of like real world except they only are filmed two days a week. They continue on with their normal lives. Like they all go to work. They all go to school. It's very gentle. They, it's so gentle. Like they basically – you, Do you know – what, what was the SAT questions where it's like this is to this – as this is to, and then it's like yeah. blank, and you have to choose. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking. So about. it's like Great British Bake Off yeah. is to Top Chef. Yes, as this show is to Real World. Exactly, it's like that, but like gentle, so gentle, so calm, mm-hmm. and so polite. Everybody's so polite and like considerate of each other's feelings. The other thing about the show is that um, people will just leave. Like people that live in the house, they'll be like, "It's time for me to leave." They like and, graduate. Yeah, they're just like, "Okay, goodbye," and then they bring in another person when one person decides to leave. Yeah, there's like twelve different cast members per season because someone's like, "I think it's time for me to go back to school. I haven't found a boyfriend in this house, right. and I need to, <laughs> like I need to leave." Yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of them come in and they're just like, "I'm hoping to find my boyfriend or girlfriend here," just like saying it to the people that would theoretically become their boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, it's a very weird show. They're very forthcoming and they're very direct with their feelings. So there was one episode where they're all eating dinner together, the six of them, and one of the one of the men, so it's three boys and three girls, one of the boys says, 
Um, I think I would just feel more comfortable if I knew what all of your ambitions were. I remember that, yeah. Just like, he was just like, it's important for me to, if I'm going to continue living with you people, I need to know that you're on a path to, to achieving your goals. Which is such a fucking weird thing to I say. I feel like that's very, very Japanese, though. Like, I feel yeah. like that's a cultural thing where it's like, if you're not on a path. Do you know the term neat? N-E-E-T? No. Not in ed- not employed in education or training. And it's like a very, it's a like a bad thing that you don't want to be. Oh. In Japan specifically? Yeah. Be that as it may. Another part of the show is that there's a panel uh, so they cut to uh, – they'll show footage of the, the housemates interacting with each other and then they'll cut to the panel and it's like, what, like six or seven Who like, are watching the show. Who are watching the show. And, and then, then like when there's commercial breaks, they like just comment on what they've yeah, seen. Yeah, they'll talk about what has just happened and they'll like they'll have different perspectives and different opinions. And um, there are some people on the panel that are just like, that guy's crazy. For, what mm-hmm. a weird fucking thing to ask. Like there are people that had the same – like Japanese people on the panel that had the same reaction as me is They're like, very opinionated. what are you ta- Like, why do you, why is this important to you? Some of them like will fling off their headphones and be like, I fucking hate yeah, that guy. Yeah, exactly. They don't curse, but that's like the sentiment. But then there are other people that are just like, no, that makes total sense why he would ask that. And there's even like, they always have a young person on the panel, like mm-hmm. a 14 year old that is there for that young perspective. There's and, one woman who like never talks, but she has great outfits. Yeah, she's, she never speaks. She has but, great outfits though. Okay, the young boy was like, I I understand why he asked that question. Um, and one of the adult panelists, who I relate to the most, was like, you're out of your mind. Like, that's such a fucking weird thing to ask of your housemates. And it was just so interesting to see how, like, you know, even within this, like, this Japanese culture, there's even, like, disagreement among... Anyway, so... This guy at dinner is like, I need to know that you guys are on a path. So he's like, let's go around the table. Everybody tell me what your ambitions are and what you're doing to achieve your goals. Like what you're actively, proactively doing to achieve your goals. So they go around. One guy's a tap dancer. One guy cuts hair. And um, one girl, one girl's in med school. She's going to be a doctor. There's this other girl that currently has two jobs. She works at a, a in an office um, for like a soccer team or like a soccer company that like manages like the like the marketing for a soccer team or whatever. Uh, and she's also a barista. So she goes. She she talks for a while about how she's like, well, I'm really interested in soccer and I want to make soccer more popular. Um, in Japan, and I want to I want to help with that somehow. And then, but I think I I also really love coffee culture. So I think later in life I might want to like open a coffee like a cafe or blah blah blah. Like I'm not sure. I'm just like these are my interests, and I'm gonna figure it out. Which is how I would have responded. Meanwhile, she's 23 mm-hmm. years old, so you know it would be crazy if she had everything figured out at that point. And the guy that asked the question was like, your dream is unclear. You just talked for so long and you said nothing. And she cried. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could not believe who, it. And who was the guy who asked that? Was it the tap dancer guy? It was the guy? tap dancer. Which is like your tap dancer. crazy. That is a crazy career. I know. And he works hard at being a tap dancer or whatever. But it's like, just because this girl, meanwhile, the being tap dancer. Being a soccer dancer, manager, realistic. Yeah. Being a barista, like, she's already a barista. She's already on that path. Yeah. Like, both of these things, she's just, like... 
this guy sucks. And everybody in that house is like 21, 22, 23. And this tap dancer dude that asked the question is like 28. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's a piece of shit. And I am just, like, living for him crashing and burning. Like, I just want him to to understand why that's such an inappropriate thing to ask. N- not, not even to ask, just to criticize a girl who's just like, well, I have these interests and I'm going to figure it out as I go. And for him to be like, that's garbage. Anyway. Anyway, that's Tara's house. That's a great that's a great season. Uh skip Aloha State and everybody, go to the next one. Yeah, the Aloha State is terrible. To, yeah, I think I, I will probably skip that. Um, you also have like thirty more episodes of the season you're on. I know. <laughs> there are so many episodes in these seasons. Okay, I, I just have I, I have a couple more, so I just want to run through them really quickly. Choose one more because we have to we have an no, no, hour no. I'm going to run through. We're not even going to talk okay. about them. Okay, so uh, when that girl in Flavor of Love pooped on the floor. Oh, uh, that that's I would read a novel. Yeah. About and that. she owned it. She was just like, yeah, that happened. I had to poop and we they made us stand there for hours. I com- was completely on her side. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, Kid Nation. That's a controversial show. I've never heard of that. Yeah, because it barely lasted one season. Um, it was the premise was that they just it was like Lord of the Flies. They just sent a bunch of kids Ooh, onto an island that never should have been. Good I life. know, and they made them like start a society. And like one kid got like a third degree burn. One kid drank bleach. <laughs> Like, it was complete. Like, they shut it down immediately. On purpose? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the circumstances. But this kid drank bleach. Um, anyway, so that that's a good controversy. And then also, there was a guy on House Hunters who refused to look at a house that was, number one, not split level. Do you know split level? It's when, yes. when you walk in the door and you're immediately greeted with a set of stairs. One that goes down. One that goes up and one that goes down. And one that goes right. up. Yeah. So it's like not a basement, but it's like halfway sunken mm-hmm. and then a mm-hmm. first floor that's raised. Yeah, exactly. And he uh, refused to go into that? He, no, he refused to look at anything that wasn't that. Ew! I know! I would refuse to look at anything that was that. Well, my, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a split-level house. Mm-mm. It's just not – it's such a weird thing to put your foot down on, to be like, I need it to be split-level. It's just a very make a decision, thing. house. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite reality show concert? Okay, so I have a bunch. My first – and most favorite controversy, because it's unsolved, is the girl who got kicked out of camp on Bug Juice. Ooh. And I, I know vague, you haven't watched that. I have vague memories of that. It was a reality show on Disney Channel in the 90s, like the like 1998. Mm-hmm. And it was it was basically like the real world, but it was just like... Summer camp. It was like 11 and 12-year-olds at summer camp. And it was great. I think it was from the same creators as real world, so it had the same sort of uh, setup. But in the third season, these two girls just got kicked out. And they did, like, a suit. They didn't even, like, interview them as they left. It was, like, the kids were, like, waking up. And they were, like, this morning I woke up and, like, all her stuff was gone. And then they, like, cut to a counselor. And they were, like, yeah, she had to she had to be removed from camp. <laughs> and there was no explanation beyond that? And then that? there was, like, there was like, a, like, a counselor meeting. And they were, like, so these two people have – they left camp early this morning. That's all we're going to say about it. Was it two girls? It was two girls. Do you think they were cohabitating? They were not cohabitating. Because that'd be fucked up if and they sent them away. It's completely unsolved. The, the rumor is that they were smoking cigarettes. That's the rumor? Or weed. That's boring. 
It's yeah, it's never been confirmed. I want it to be juicy. That's just that's just like Bug the juicy. It was never confirmed. The it girls never spoke out. There was never like a profile on them Mm-mm. ten years later, being like, Mm-mm. "Well, no, you know, you're removed. That NDA is probably expired." Just like what happened? I mean, at that point, they probably signed an NDA that was like they could never speak about In it. Perpetuity. It's been so long. Can you find them on Twitter and DM them? Do you not think that I search for this twice a year? <laughs> uh, number two is when Kristen. On Top Chef, basically eliminated herself. Yes, she threw herself on the flame. She was the leader of was it Restaurant Wars? I'm pretty sure it was Restaurant Wars. Anyway, she was a leader of a team. Oh, it was so good. She was not the worst. Somebody no. else was the worst. Yes, but she was like, I was in charge of she this team. She was the general manager. I, if you eliminate me, then do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And they eliminated her. And they eliminated her. She went to Last Chance Kitchen. Right. She won, like, three or four challenges in a row. She came back, and then she won that whole season. She won that whole season. There has never been a comeback. Never. There's never, like, a comeback story like that. It's usually the person that was most recently eliminated. If you're eliminated early in the season, you're not going to come back. No way. And I absolutely believe that Last Chance Kitchen is rigged. I don't I, – I think it's like if it's a most recent person, they give them a challenge that they know they can win so they can come back. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably did that with Kristen because mm. she was so popular yeah. and they wanted her to be in the finale. So they probably threw her challenges that she could win. That's my speculation. Well, reality TV is not reality. It's hard. I mean I, I don't doubt it, but it's also – in that environment, it's very hard to even control that kind of thing. Because I, I think like, they were on her side. Yes. I mean, she was very popular. Her name is Kristen, which is cool. She's very tall and beautiful. And she's she was really a really cool haircut. She was a model before she was a chef. And she cooks so well. She's just, like, so cool all around. And she, Should we go to her restaurant? Where is it? I don't know. Should we find it and, like, do a vacation to her restaurant? Sure. Should we do, like, a long weekend wherever she has a restaurant? Well, let's see where it is. Number four. I've never watched Real Housewives. Never, not even once. No, never, not even once. But the prostitution horror clip is my third favorite thing I've ever seen. Where they're at the restaurant, she's like, "You're prostitution whore," and she tries to flip the table. (laughs) My last favorite is uh, again. I have I've never watched a full episode of Jersey Shore. Okay, but there's an episode where (laughs) Snooki has a bladder infection. And she, like, she has to pee all the time, and she can't find a bathroom. And the camera is just, like, following her around like some sort of rodent. <laughs> and she ends up just, like, peeing on the boardwalk somewhere. <laughs> and they, like, it, they're, like, cutting in between her, like, running around, like, looking for a place to pee. And her, like, confessional, and she's like, I just gotta pee. Like, I'm just looking for any place to pee, and I will take anywhere at this point. And she, like, pees behind some staircase on the boardwalk. What a controversy. It's controversial. <laughs> Public urination. Yeah, it's controversial. It's a felony. It's a felony. <laughs> okay, ask me your question. Okay. This question is called pros and cons. So I need some help with uh, some life decisions. <laughs> we need to stop asking questions that are so involved. I know. These are... <laughs> I'm going to go through these quickly. Wait, we have to go through I'm going to go quickly. through these quickly. Okay. So I need help... With some life decisions. I'm going to tell you a few things that I'm considering, and I need you to tell me one pro and one con for each. Okay. For each one. 
All right. So first one is I might get a snail. Snails. They're easy to care for. Mm-hmm. That's pro. They're kind of cool. That's why I'm into it. They have to live in a tank. Yes. Which are you will have to clean that. Mm. It gets messy. You have to clean the plants. You have to clean the leaves. You have to put your hand in the water and you have to rub the leaves to get the algae off of them. Mm. You have to clean the tank once a month. Also, snails can crawl out of the tank okay, and they I'm... will go around your house and you will find them. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to get a snail. Thank I know you. you're not going to get You would never get a snail. I was considering it and now I'm not. I am going to get a rat though. That's a discussion for a different time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a rat and I'm going to name it Kristen. Okay. I'm thinking about seeing how close I can get to becoming a professional drummer. So drummers are sort of cool. Drummers so are very have, cool. You would have cool cred. Yeah. And if I got really famous, I wouldn't – nobody would recognize me. You know, if I was in like a band, nobody would – Well, here's would... the thing. You would never be good enough to be in a band. Excuse me? You think you'd be good enough to be in a band? You Any instrument, you have to start when you're like six years old. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that I have prodigy level talent. Jason got me drum lessons for Christmas. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Because I've been saying for years that I want to take drum lessons. Are you going to start a band together? Are you going to start a band together? (laughs) That's the other thing. The con is that everybody's going to be like, oh, so you must really like Meg White. And then Meg White is going to crawl out of her cave and she's going to kill you because there can only be one girl drummer in the world. There are more than just Meg Whites in the world. Name three. Don't be that person. (laughs) (laughs) Name three of her albums. (laughs) No, I mean, like, drums are cool. I would love for you to be a drummer. Your neighbors would hate you. The question is, though, that you want to be as close to professional as possible. Yes, I'm obviously going to get to as close to professional as possible. It might peter out to nothing. But I think I have prodigy-level skill, as I said. (laughs) And I I think it's been lying dormant in my system since I was a child. See, that mentality mentality is what is going to undo you. (laughs) You're going to be like – you're going to play like – Two or three songs, great, and then uh, no. you're gonna go up one level, and you're not gonna be good enough, and no. you're gonna th- you're gonna like break your sticks. No, listen, I took nine years of piano lessons oh, that all went to shit. I don't, I didn't retain a single thing. I t- I played flute for five years. Yeah, we know. In the- <laughs> <laughs> you played flute while doing gymnastics. Shut up. <laughs> listen, I'm not trying to brag. Okay, I was terrible at piano. I was terrible at flute. I barely got by in those two instruments and I played them for years. I think that... So what makes you think that you're going to be good at drums? Here's... Listen. Listen. I think that I... Percussion is my game. I I think I'm going to be good at it. Okay. So you didn't give me any pros or cons. I gave you you pros. Drummers are cool. Cons, you... It's too loud and Meg White will come out of her cave and she'll kill you. She she won't. She's a bad drummer. (laughs) Jack White is... A mm-hmm. genuine prodigy. Mm-hmm. And Meg White is terrible. Yeah, and now she fun. can't even go out in public. I'm not going to be her. Ever. I'm going to be in a band and my fa- nobody's going to recognize my face. I'm going to be in a band. You just okay, start there's a band? Plenty, there's, maybe. I don't know. Okay, Jason gonna, well, has a, is starting a kid's band with his friend Brian. Oh, my God. Johnny Karate. No. It's called the Uke Buddies. They have a song about a hippopotamus. What's the next one? Okay. Um, I think I want to do... You didn't I... actually want answers to drum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the lessons are paid for, so I'm doing it. Okay, my next one is, I think I want to do one of those 23andMe genetic tests. 
There are no cons to that. There are no cons? There are no cons to that. If what if gonna, I learn that I'm predisposed to early onset Alzheimer's? That is – you don't get that. That's You have to pay extra for that. Oh, God. Why would I pay extra for that? Exactly. Why would you pay extra for that? Why would anybody pay extra for that? It's $69. Nice. And I think they don't even do that anymore because it's not reliable. 23 me costs $99. If you use somebody's code or use a whatever fucking coupon It's like $130. Sale thing. I saw a Groupon for $130. So Mine it's even 69. more than that. Mine was 69 We did it a while ago, didn't you? Yeah, I got it. It was on sale. It's on sale all the time. Yeah, but it has grown in popularity, so they upped the price. It's on sale all the time. Yeah, for $130. I almost bought it recently, and then I saw that price tag. Mine was 69 Nice! Nice! I mean, the pro is that, like, you get, like, a cute little... A uh, chart of like where your ancestors are from. But I've been telling people my whole probably life. Probably Germany. <laughs> I've been telling people my whole life that I am exactly half Italian and exactly and that's half not Irish. True. It's not true. I know. And my so my mom got my dad um, one of those things, the ancestries dot com one for Christmas, and he is too scared to do it. I don't think he's going to do it because his whole he is so Italian you wouldn't believe it like his whole family is so incredibly italian and their whole identity is based around them all being completely italian and he's nervous to do it because he'll find out that he's not all italian look i have a coupon code so you, i'll do it you will get a cute little chart of all the things you are mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be yeah European. it's gonna be it's gonna be white yeah um if your dad is italian then you're gonna have like whatever 50 percent italian and then Whatever your mom is. My mom is very, very Irish. That's the thing. My mom's side is so Cool, then yours will be Italian and Irish. But that's the thing. I don't think it will be. Okay. Um, you're, now you need to ask me things that you need help with. Okay. Um, okay, here are my three things. <clears throat> Number one, pros and cons. So these are things that I'm actively considering. Yeah. Pros and cons of me going to grad school. Okay, pro um, is that... TAing sounds kind of fun. It'd be fun to be a TA. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of bullshit that goes along with it, but just like you could be a cool TA. Less bullshit than undergrad, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the con is that, like, I don't know. What are you going for? Art. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of hard to justify spending. But if I get if I, if I get an undergraduate, then I can teach. Mm. And what if I teach one class? What what if I teach one class a week at Pratt? You need the masters to get a teaching degree, I guess. I like I like going to school though. Okay, well then there's no cons. You should just do it if you're willing to spend that crazy amount of money on it. But sometimes it's free. If you TA, sometimes it's free. Free? Yeah. I would go anywhere that takes me. I just I just want to go to class again. Uh number two, check out Botox. <laughs> Because okay. they say you have to start in your 30s. You have to? Well, I mean, it's a, it's preventative. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, the pro is that you guys use smooth baby, and no one will ever know that you're 63. No one will ever know. <laughs> Nobody will ever know that you're 63 years old. It's pretty cheap now, too. Um, the con is that I feel like your eyebrows won't handle it well. My eyebrows? Yeah. But they do it up here. I know, but they it all trickles down. Your eyebrows are so pristine and iconic. I feel like they're just going to be like, what? And then they're going to betray you. It's not permanent, though. Yeah, but the your eyebrows won't forget. That There's no science to that. 
You're just making things up. I am going to get Botox. Okay. I don't doubt it. Uh, the last one, um, pros and cons of me starting a cult that has no funny business. No funny business. No funny business. It's just we grow vegetables and we wear like comfortable sack dresses. Mm-hmm. So to me that – I mean like a cult – the definition is kind commune. Of, commune. Yeah, it, it it feels more like a commune situation, um, and is like a decent way to make a living. Slippery slope. Assuming assuming that there truly is no funny business, then it seems like a pretty good. You just you know people that are into it come and they and they participate in this Slippery lifestyle. Slippery slope, though. Okay, well, you're the one that said there was no funny business. There's so no funny is, business. Is there but funny it always, business? Or it is there always not? starts with no funny business. But will I be able to? Well, you can answer that. Okay, the con is that it will. There will definitely be funny business. There will be no funny business. You just said that it's a slippery slope. I just want somebody to grow vegetables for me. That's for you. Yeah, I don't want to grow vegetables. Okay, well, that's a lot of infrastructure for you to figure out. It's a lot of logistics. Okay, so we've agreed. I am going to go to grad school. I'm going to get Botox. And I'm going to start a cult. You are. You are going to be a drummer. I'm going to be a professional drummer, and I'm not going to get a snail. (laughs) You cannot get a snail. (laughs) You should get something, though. You should have some sort of animal living in your home on a shelf. No, I don't need that. Okay. I have an animal on the floor, and he's a lot. Okay, what's your question? It's your question. Your turn. Did I? Oh, you're right. We need to blast. It's fine. We have 40 minutes. We have 40 minutes. Please. 40 minutes for three questions. It's cool. You know what that means. Less than 10 minutes a question. Then then answer these quicker. Okay. Here is my my next question, which has three parts. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Let's go very fast. I want to know about your controversial opinions. Controversial again. Give me one controversial opinion about a movie, about a TV show, and about music. This is a safe space. I will not judge you. I will not comment on anything. Okay. All right. So I thought really hard about all of this. I thought really hard, and I had a really hard time coming up with controversial opinions because, unfortunately, my opinions kind of align with uh, larger groups of people. And, you know, like me thinking that Big Bang Theory is the worst thing to happen in television is not controversial. controversial. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, the opinions that I have, there's always a large group of people that are on on my uh, on the same page. So I had a hard time coming up with something that was, like, really unique. For movies, I will say that I find action scenes in action movies to be extremely boring. I, I'm not saying that action movies are, are bad. Um, I love the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, but you I, tune out when I tune out when it yeah. when there's when they're punching each when it's just like punches on an airplane. I and agree. Like, like I just I I know it's supposed to be so engaging, and I know that a lot of people really connect with that kind of action. But I get so bored. Okay, what's next? Um, TV show. TV. <sighs> I can. Th- this isn't so controversial. There are people that are with me on this, but I find Gilmore Girls to be the worst television show in existence. And yet, you love Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maisel. I know, but put here's that the thing. in your hat. Amy Sherman and smoke it. Amy Sherman Palladino 
is an insufferable human. Yeah. In the world of the things that she creates, Gilmore Girls is awful because the dialogue is so fucking stupid. The back and forth, fast-paced, takes me right out of it. I know it's not meant to be authentic. It's not authentic conversation, but I can't get past it. It's so fucking stupid. Marvelous Ms. Maisel, it's a similar kind of dialogue structure. But in this, like, period piece and everything else going on around it, it makes sense. And, and there's it works. more. there's a more plot. There's, like, yes, there's it's something not just they're like trying a, to achieve. Yeah, it's not like a teen drama. Maisel is the best show that I've so seen. Have in you a really finished long season time. two? No, I'm only oh I'm only par- partially through. I'm I'm only I'm like I gotta savor it. Here are the pros and cons about being friends with you. No. Pro everything. Cons: You do not watch things quickly enough for my savor, taste. I have to savor them. We, I I finally watched have, the second episode of, Dry, of okay. All Stars. Oh, we can talk about it later. Okay. Do music. Okay. Music. I hope that Pentatonix stays together forever. Oh my god. <laughs> Cool. Great. That's not really controversial, but whatever. Great. It's not? No, they have a lot of fans. That's what I'm saying. It's really hard to find a controversial opinion. I oh, feel like if well, you asked any okay. given person, if you ask, do you want Pentatonics to stay together forever? They would say, I don't give a shit, or no, thank you. Okay. They have a, and I'm saying they have yes, a I hope they stay together forever. Okay. What about you? Okay, for movies, um, I believe Mila Jovovich should have won an Oscar for The Fifth Element. Is that controversial? Absolutely. Everybody loves The Fifth Element. Yeah, nobody thinks that it was Oscar-worthy. Did it get nominated for anything? Of course not. I don't know. Of course not. Also, Chris Tucker should have won an Oscar. That's just a fact. That's not even controversy. Please continue. Uh, My controversial opinion for television is that I like the new host of Great British Bake Off better than the old host. Oh, wow. That is controversial. No commentary. That is controversial. Is this safe? Face and I don't want your commentary. Okay, music, music. Um, my music and it pains me to say, but I hate Robin's new album. Yeah, and that is controversial because yeah, that's fair. I agree. they really like it, it and is... I'm still supporting her. I bought her album. I bought it on vinyl and I bought it on cassette tape, which <laughs> was wild. Okay, that they still sell cassette tapes, and that's my answers. Yeah, Robin's new album is it's a it's a there, soundscape. It's not enough bops. No, I need bops, and I don't want to be that person, but I need bops. All I want in this life of sin is me and my bops. Do you have one more question? Yes, I have one more. Here's my last question. Nowadays, there's a convention for just about everything. There. <laughs> So like you're delivering a report in Linda system. Ellerby? Nowadays, there is a convention for just about everything. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, there's there's Lincoln, which is a bunch of Abraham Lincoln impersonators. Uh, there's Murfest, where adults put on mermaid tails and hang out in a pool. There's Lebowski Fest, which is just a gathering of the big Lebowski fans. Trash bags. There's... <laughs> There's the Sunshine State Egg Fest, which has nothing to do with eggs, but instead celebrates a specific brand of egg-shaped barbecue grills. Cool. What's a convention that doesn't exist yet, but definitely should? Okay, here is my answer. Conventions last three days, usually. It's usually a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. And I kept that in mind in my answer. I don't know if you've been to a mall recently. but Malls suck. Now. Last time I was in a mall, it was with you. 
I miss the way malls used to be. Oh. So what I am proposing is Mall Fest. Okay. Where they decorate a convention hall to basically be a mall. Oh. Day one is 80s day. So it's like an 80s mall. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Right? That's fun. And it's like all the 80s shops and you go to like Sam Goody and you get like a record. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the malls were like in the 80s. I don't really either, but it's a three-day thing, so. Okay. So the first day is 80s. Second day is 90s. Oh, they got limited two in there. They got a limited two. They got the arcade. Mm-hmm. They got a brand new Street Fighter Two machine. Wow. Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, hot dog on a stick. All three days. Mm-hmm. Hot dog on a stick. True. And then the third day on Sunday, it's Christmas. Oh, I thought you were going to do aughts. No, because that's when malls died. The oh, third is it day, even in the early aughts? Um, that was the beginning of the end. The third day for this convention is is Christmas Day. They decorate it like Christmas, and you got to do all your Christmas shopping done. Uh-huh. Probably in the middle of the summer. That's it. That's my whole convention. Oh, that's cool. They make it like a mall, and you get like you get like a fake credit card. It's like Mall Madness, the board game, mm-hmm. but real life. Mm-hmm. There's mannequins who come to life. That's a that's a new element. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What do you think there should be a? I don't think I got enough enthusiasm for Mall Fest. Okay, I think it's a great idea. You get a cosplay as like, like a, a as a mall as a mall rat from the eighties. You get your big hair and your fanny pack and your ass wash jeans. That's that's fun. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Same have, question. Okay, I have a few. Cool. So the first one is PeelCon. <sighs> okay. What? What is PeelCon? <laughs> <laughs> it's a convention that is. Focused on the pleasure associated with like peeling plastic off of new devices and stuff, you know. I yeah, I get it. Cool. <laughs> the next one is called backpack. <laughs> it's like pat. It's like you know, like a Rat Pack, but it's a backpack. Um, and it would just be a convention with just like backpack lovers and a lot of backpacks for sale because I love backpacks. Do we get fanny packs there? Um, yeah, any kind okay. of like fun casual packs that you strap onto yourself are cool. are fair game. Um, here's here's a convention called Inside the Lines, and it's like adult coloring books and stuff. But it doesn't. It's not. It's all different types it's of a very coloring. Quiet convention. Exactly. Everybody gets noise canceling headphones wireless and nobody speaks to each other you just go to the different <laughs> because panels. coloring is so loud no 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 <laughs> no it's so that you can like listen to music or podcast while you do it because it's all about the relaxation sensation the uon sensation of coloring to relieve stress and there are all some some are sharpies some are like painting some are stained glass like there are all these different places that you can go to within the convention to do all different types of coloring within the lines but the whole point is that you're coloring in the lines and you're 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 coloring to relieve stress cool the next one is called mochi fest cuz i love mochi everything mochi the japanese rice paste treat and then the last one would be um one hit wonder vine con so it would just be um That's... can you stop, can you get off your phone and stop sighing you know how rude that is I'm listening you're just, to you're you. You're on I'm your si- phone typing and you sigh I'm sighing because that's the saddest convention I've ever heard in my life <laughs> That's like Nikki Blonsky from Hairspray no. con No no it's those like 
vines that blew up where the vine account doesn't have any other good vines. So the potato flew around my room. <laughs> I understand it. Um, the, the Look at all these chickens. Like, they would all be there at the convention. And you know, th- there's no expectation. They're not trying to, like, build – these people aren't trying to build a – no, they career. would. They would all be trying to co- make a comeback. No, that no. is the saddest no, convention ever. No, that's part of the manifesto that you can't. Nobody's <laughs> trying. That you can't try to, no. to get famous. Yes, yet. it's not about getting okay. famous. Just got you sadder. Won't. The broom broom girl. Uh, she, that's it. And she tried so I hard. Know she did, and she shouldn't have. Saddest convention I've ever heard. I would go to it. Okay, is it my last question? It's your last question. Okay, this is trivia. It's con trivia. Each one of my questions will have con somewhere in you get it. Yeah. You get it. You understand. And this is not this is not like I'm not looking for deep answers. This is like I'm yeah. an eighth grade teacher. I'm grading papers so while I'm drinking some wine. For flourishing. Sure. I'm just looking I'm just looking for like keywords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. Okay. So here's some trivia. You get one dollar for each answer. Mm-hmm. You get it, right? I get it. Okay. Briefly describe the Iran-Contra deal. No. No? I'm not going to sit here after drinking a whole giant mason jar of Paloma and try to explain the Iran-Contra deal. Okay. It was a controversy about, like, arms sales. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to do that. What was Condoleezza Rice's job? (laughs) She's Secretary of State? Yeah. (sighs) Jesus. Uh, what, what was a conquistador? A conquistador? Mm-hmm. Um. These are all, like, third grade questions. They are, this is not a third grade question. Fuck you. That's not, that is not a third grade question. It's a like con- a fifth grade okay, question. Okay, a conquistador is a Spanish police officer. <laughs> no. It's a, it's a no. bull. No. It's a bull. They hold the flag no. for the bull. No. That is a matador, you dumbass. <laughs> Okay, you failed that one. What is it? A conquistador is, it's a Spanish soldier explorer who conquered other territories. Okay. It's literally the word. This is so, this is honestly (laughs) the rudest you've ever been to me in my entire life. You would ask me this kind of trivia to make me look like an idiot? These are so easy. Question four. Literally, if you can just give me one word. Just say it. What was the Geneva Convention? It was a gr- it was a a bunch of countries got together and, <laughs> and talked about how they could bring peace to the world. Mm. The end. No, that had no keywords. Peace. No. Uh, treaty. Technically, um, yes. <laughs> it was four treaties. It established the standards of international law for humanitarian treatment in war. Wow, I thought you would be better at this. This is really rude. If I did this to you, you would be so mad at me. Why would I be mad? Because you wouldn't know the answers to any of these Yeah, I know I'm stupid. I don't care. Define contrapasto. (laughs) Contrapasto? Yeah, it's an art term. Can you spell it? C. (laughs) Like, this is going to help you. C-O-N-T-R-A-P-O-S-S-T-O, I think. You think? Contrapasto. Okay, see, now I know that the word pasta is not in it. It's not pasto. <laughs> it's not Contra pasta. Contrapasto. 
Do you want um, me to break down? What is its origins? Is it Italian? Like, that's going to help you. It is. Are you going to spell it on the back of your name placard? Please just tell me what its origins are and use it in a sentence. I don't know. That statue is contrapposto. Ooh, sculpture. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Contrapposto means that it is a uh, sculpture of a human form that is so wrong the nope. way that humans... <laughs> I'll let you finish, but no. Nope. If you really were going to let me finish, then you would actually let me finish. I'll let you finish. But you haven't because you've interrupted me and told me that it's wrong. So I'm not going to continue because it's wrong. Do you want a hint? Think about how a statue is posed. You're not going to... That's why I said that okay. it's a sculpture that's like uh, – that's weirdly post, po- posed. It means – this the statue of David is contrapposto. Because it doesn't have arms and legs? No. Those fell off. <laughs> they weren't created that way. Because it's naked? No. Oh, because it's huge? Like it's no! Way, it's way bigger than human actually is? Absolutely not. It means that – Marble? It means that the hips are this angle. Oh, my God. And the shoulders are this angle. That is so annoying. First of all, you're explaining this angle and this angle on a podcast, right. which is so annoying. It means it means the hips are. It means it means basically that this the, they're at a jaunty the, angle. The figure is leaning on one foot, so the the hips are at one angle and the shoulders are at another. Do you have any more questions? Yeah, I have three more. What is the modern term for consumption? The modern term mm-hmm. consumption is not used anymore. The disease consumption, what is it called? It also doesn't happen anymore. That's a hint. It's Nicole Kidman's uh, first Oscar nomination. Oh, tuberculosis. There you go, baby. Oh, my goodness. What is consomme? Oh, fuck. It's a French cooking thing. (laughs) And there's butter and cream in it. And it's the base for... Soups. Um, you know what? You get you you get a point because I I saw the word soup. I highlighted it and I gave you the point. I was a couple glasses deep. What is it? It's soup. It's like it's a soup. thin soup. I think. Phenomenal. Is that it? What is an iconoclast? What? What is an iconoclast? I c o n o c l a s t. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Me either. I had to look it up and I still don't understand. Iconoclasm is the social belief in the importance of the destruction of icons and other images or monuments, most frequently for religious or political reasons. So no little cherub statues? I guess, yeah. I guess it came after all the Jesus paintings. It's like when that guy went into the Louvre and shot that <laughs> that sculpture of of Mary holding Jesus. Shot him right in the face. <laughs> uh, That's iconoclasm? I guess. Is that it? That's it. You really made a fool of me. Did I make a fool of you? Or did mm-hmm. you play yourself? Was it a long con that you didn't learn enough in fifth grade? Finally, we've gotten to DJ Khaled because you've been threatening it this entire time. DJ Khaled makes me sad. Yeah. Snapchat's the thing over. about him is that... He was the tip of the iceberg in the DJ Khaled universe. Like, <laughs> like snap. his snap stories were above the surface of the ocean. 
And everybody saw that and were like, oh my god, this guy's crazy. He got lost on a jet ski. That's fucking hilarious. Like, he just, like, got lost. It's insane. I see his breakfast every morning. That's so fun. That was the tip of the iceberg, and Snapchat is the least of our worries in regards to DJ Khaled. That was a big Paloma. I told you it was a lot of liquid, and yeah. you I could smell it from me. over here. I could, smell, could smell it. I could smell the tequila. It's mezcal. Okay, goodbye. Bye.